Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. We are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today's guest is an extremely important member of Canada's outdoor adventure community. He hosts a YouTube live stream every Tuesday for about eight months a year and spends two or so hours on each one chatting with an amazing cast of characters about every camping topic imaginable. His chat stream during these shows is a who's who of the outdoor adventure community on Ontario, which is why he's so important. He creates great content, provides a space for all the content creators and all of the fans to get together. He also gets out for some pretty epic adventures of his own. Most of them involve a canoe and some pretty hardcore portages. Please welcome husband, dad, and grandpa, Dennis Rogers from the Outdoor Adventure Show. From hey, <laughs> hey, nice to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I love what you guys are doing for the outdoor community as well. Cool. Oh, thank you well, so much. We wish, had, we wish we had a chat that we could yeah. have going <laughs> just like you do because the chat is so much fun. It, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, weirdly, so we, we were on your show October, beginning of October, something like that, uh, 2022. And when we did your show, I I have a bit of stage fright. So I, I did accidentally didn't see, didn't have the chat up. And when I read it later, I probably would have panicked while, while it was up just because people are like talking about you and stuff. Right. It's like, uh, what is it saying? It, it, so it was fine to read later. Um, but, but yeah, that would have been very, uh. I, I keep it interesting. I picture all my, uh, all my chat uh, participants, you know, in her underwear. So it's, you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wear I wear a nighty just so we're clear. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's let's dive right in. The, my introduction to you was I, I actually don't remember which show it was, but I sort of just tripped over your show. It was by by watching all the YouTube people, and I heard a reference to you at some point. So I went, "Hey, cool! I'm going to go check that out," and and immediately just went, "Oh, this is awesome! This is fantastic!" You know, to watch people interact and and at the same time the watch watch the chats go by. So it's like. It's, it's this giant community get together. How, how did, how did you get into it? And then how did it, did it, did it grow on its own? Was it an organic thing or did you actively by pursuing all these people? Is that how that became such a, a, a community magnet? Uh, you know what? Well, with, with my love for the back, uh, back country and stuff like that, I've always, uh, I always enjoyed my outdoor activities. Right. And just like your, your, your mission for, you know, your show uh, you're trying to inspire people to get out there and try different things i as somebody who's always watched youtube and really enjoyed it following guys like just like everybody else you know everybody probably cut their teeth on joe robinette um you know and others like him in the outdoor community and watching what they do and you know saying hey man i can make these uh youtube videos and get out there and explore and share my adventures with people and for whatever reason, whether you want to be, you know, have a million and a half subscribers like him, or, you know, just somebody that wants to document their, their activities and be able to look back on it from the past. That that's kind of something that got me inspired to get into the whole YouTube thing. And as a, as a growing YouTuber, and by all means, my channel's not large. I'm uh, under 6,000 subscribers, but I have 6,000 very good subscribers, I must say, because they're, they're all uh, genuine followers and that's what you really want for a YouTube channel. Yep. But yep. I, I always thought that, you know, <laughs> as much as I enjoy watching 
YouTubers, I, you, you always want that little bit more, you know, to, to learn a little bit more about them, like not talking about their personal lives, but you know, just why, just like what we're talking about now, why do you do this and, and, and things of that sort. And I thought, you know what, it'd be really cool to have a show where I could interview just the people that I enjoy watching. And I never really thought that the community that my channel has built would grow to be what it is now. It's something that I really never expected. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing that, uh, and it's very complimenting and humbling at the same time when, when you hear people say, you know what, you're such a big part of the outdoor community, but my real reason for starting it, and I don't know if it's a selfish thing or not, but it was because I wanted to meet the people that virtually meet the people that I followed and, and kind of admired on YouTube. Cool. That's... Well, we feel blessed that we've been able <laughs> to do such a thing too, to actually talk to these people that we've yeah. admired and watched and followed. Yeah, sure. and and it's and for me it it is it's totally selfish. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's not though. You know because you know every person I've ever interviewed here on uh, on, on Canoe Hounds Outdoor Adventure Show is a person just like you, Tim, and you, Pamela, and myself. You know, we're all just normal people. Uh, most of us have day jobs, and uh, you know what? This here uh, platform on YouTube or or through a podcast or what have you is just a way of uh, reaching out to people that are very like-minded like ourselves, you know, and they enjoy the same things, you know, that, that we enjoy. It's no different than say being a gamer and uh, you know, ha following gamers that you admire that are really good at call of duty or whatever games are. I'm not into that, but uh, right. you know, it's, it's just a way of meeting the people that are on the other side of that screen or on the other side of that speaker. So. Well, yeah. And finding out what makes them tick and also having the opportunity just to say, thank you for what you've brought to, yeah. to our, to our lives and the, the inspiration that they've brought to us, uh, the community sense it's a, it's a wonderful community. Yeah. They're, they're, they're wickedly supportive of each other, which is, I mean, theoretically they're, they're sort of in competition with each other, right? Cause you're, they're, they're YouTubers. So they're trying to draw eyes. You want as many eyes looking at your stuff as opposed to somebody else's stuff. And yet that's not how it plays at all. Like, like, everybody's you know like hey how's it going hey you know like I, I, and again I'll, I'll reference your chat about 87 times in in this episode <laughs> simply because it, it it blows my skull you have like everybody all the big names and and all the small people that that really matter that that support all those big names but all the all the they all interact as though they're all joe regular you know it, it's yeah. it's it's cool you know, it's kind of a, yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, going to the bar on a Friday night, right? And you get to meet up with all your buddies type of thing. Eh? <laughs> there you and, go. And that, that, that just goes to show that like, you know, some of the bigger YouTubers, when I say bigger YouTubers, I mean, those that have, you know, higher subscription counts, right? Because there are, are smaller YouTube channels or, or outdoor personalities that, that don't have the same reach, but they're equally as important as, as the big guys. Right. Agreed. Um, but it's, it's kind of neat that uh, even, um, a lot of, lot of the, once again, the bigger YouTubers find it as a, a good place to go and to be able to communicate with, with their followers as well. You know, like, uh, you know, Sally could say hi to Joe in the chat, you know what I mean? And Joe's going to answer her back, right? It's Joe on the other end of that keyboard. So yeah, it's, it's kind of brought together the community in, in that respect that, uh, you know, 
it might be just a couple of simple letters on on a screen but you know what it's something that uh that they appreciate and they they get a response and it's it's it could be a highlight or you know or what whatever it might be but it's just a, a connection a connection i guess that's a great way to put it that's an excellent word yeah connections that's perfect it yeah. is it's great all right so you're in season four now right this is season four. Yeah. I'm just, uh, as, as we're cutting this right now, I'm editing the thumbnail for our Christmas <laughs> show, which I believe is our 116th episode overall. Holy mackerel. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what? It's a, it's not getting that easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I envy the, the ability to, I, when I'm sure I mentioned this, I, I hate doing the video editing, but I'm good with the audio. I've got that pretty down now. I'm, I'm, we're actually, as we're recording this, I'm waiting hopefully about an hour. Our eldest Thomas will come home and I'm going to make him plunk down beside me to help me edit so I can put out another video just because otherwise I won't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's too painful. <laughs> you know what? I, I, that's probably why I enjoy doing the show so much is the editing's not there, but what I would spend in editing time for, you know, shooting an adventure video and posting it on YouTube. I spend that and more just trying to get shows set up um, yep. you know, we're here on a Sunday morning. I'm, uh, you know, down here in the basement uh, in my studio for, you know, three hours, three and a half hours, just setting up the show, setting up the thumbnails. I'll spend Monday and Tuesday, uh, at work, don't tell the boss. Monday and Tuesday, a good portion of that, uh, you know, devoted to to doing the show, setting itineraries, making sure everything's all set up. And uh, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's a good thing. Uh, the reward to me is like, like we just discussed, you know, getting to meet like-minded people and, and sharing that with others. And that's my biggest reward because the monetary part certainly isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean Rowley and uh, Derek Spesh from Paddling Adventures Radio say it best, hey, it's a, it's a labor of love, you know, <laughs> you're not going to get rich on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we won't be retiring on Earth. <laughs> no. no. You do it because you enjoy it, right, Tim? That's yep. It. yep. That's it. That's we enjoy it and we enjoy the people that we've gotten to meet. Sure. Perfect segue. So, uh, I wouldn't say favorite because I can't imagine that 116 episodes that you have a particular favorite, but, but, but rhyme off, uh, I, I don't know, throw some names at me that, that you really enjoyed doing a show with. Uh, you know what, you guys know, I have a, a great relationship with Kevin Callen. Yep. Uh, Kevin is somebody that I, I still now, you know, even though we've gotten to be kind of buddy, buddy, um, he, he's still a great inspiration to me. The, what he does for the community is like second to none. Uh, he he's built an empire, uh, might not be a financial empire, but it's an empire <laughs> of a community of outdoorsy stuff and the way he promotes the outdoors, um, and, and, and all the good he he's, he's really for all the good. Kevin does it right. Other notables, uh, and you know what? I, 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 this, this question, I always kind of trip over it because every, every guest I've ever had on the show to me is equally like there. It's all, it's all a level playing field. You know, everybody, uh, is doing the same thing and they're inspiring people to get outdoors. And that, that's, that's why I like this. But, you know, to some thrilling moments, uh, for me, uh, having Les Stroud on the show was, uh, a real pinnacle for me, um, you know, uh, less everybody knows less drought survivor, man. Right. 
having some of the winners of uh, a loan series on the show, the Joe Robinettes, the Bears, uh, Juan Pablo Quiones, uh having uh, Kyla Morone on the show. Uh, she was on, on alone. Another huge inspiration, Hap Wilson. Um, you know, uh, I, I, his tomogamy book is, is kind of uh, one of my Bibles. I've had like three different editions of the tomogamy book, quite literally because I've worn them all out you know, Pat doing his canoe routes and stuff like that. So yeah, to, nice. to have people like that on the show that you really looked up to um, in your early days of canoeing and stuff. First time I met Hap Wilson, my daughter said, dad, you're fangirling. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've witnessed a few fanboying here too. Yeah. Happens all the time. <laughs> it's hard not to, you know, when you, when you see these people, like if you watch, if you're a regular YouTube watcher and you follow, you know, I just say it's dropping the same names, but like, you know, Karina from Alexis outdoors and, and uh, you know, Tunis and Brittany and, and all these others camper Christina, you know, who makes herself very accessible to people. And you watch their videos on a regular basis because you're watching them on a computer, on a screen or on a TV. Yeah. There's that celebrity status there. Right. And it, yeah, it can make you feel all giddy inside when you when you actually meet this person for the first time. Eh? It's like, how do you approach it? You know, do you if, if you know you yeah with a with a hug or a bro hug or a handshake or a high five or do you stand back and just sort of shaking your boots? Right. So, <laughs> and I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we're we're planning to go to the uh, the outdoor adventure show in, in February, and and I have no idea. Like had you like hey you know because 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 you're watching on the computer because you're listening to them it's like it's like you sort of know them and they have no idea who you are <laughs> yeah yeah that's the funny thing you know every time I go to a show it uh, somebody will come up and they'll say hey I watch your show all the time thank you very much for doing what you're doing and I go thank you very much uh, what's your name in the chat <laughs> you know right. And then I can put a face to the name of the chat because I do try to watch the chat as it's floating down the side, right? Yeah. But uh, if you're going to the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show this year, um, make sure you come on over to the Kid Products or display. And I, that's not a promotion, but uh, it's uh, it's to say that like I, I always have a spot at their booth and we're right beside the Paddling and Adventure stage. Cool. And it's like a meeting hub for... All the YouTubers. Uh, last year, we had so many of the YouTubers were there. Tents and Timber were there. Um, Karina and, and uh, the Richards, uh, the, the Freaks of Nature. And it just, it, it went on and on. Hey, eh? we had this whole huge hub there. And so much so that we said, hey, maybe we should get our own booth and have a YouTube create content creators booth at the show. <laughs> That's an interesting yeah. idea. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. We'll, we'll definitely drop by. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, absolutely. There's uh, no, I I'm going to drop by and see see you for sure. I uh, keep my eyes out for that lunatic, Kevin. Kevin will be there, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he Kevin will. doesn't miss too many of the Toronto Outdoor shows. Actually, he was at the Kid Products booth last year too, because his regular booth that he goes and sells in uh, autographs, books, and stuff, Canadian Outdoor Equipment, they weren't there, so. He had to find some place, and the guys at Kids said, "Yeah, come on over, added exposure, right?" So, right, smart move. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I haven't been for a very long time, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be cool. All right, so so tripping. How often do you get out? I, I'm sure you know. I know it varies every year, and and your boss, I hear, is a real slave driver. But 
he, he does let you get out once in a while. Um, yeah. How yeah? How often do you get out, and uh, and what kind of stuff do you like to do? Do you do you actually do any front country? Because all I see is back country of your stuff. Um, you know what we do? Uh, front country adventures. Uh, usually it's uh like family or family group. Uh, we have we're close with my in laws, like my my son in laws side of the family. And we like to do a lot of camping there. It used to be boat camping up around uh, Wickstead Lake, up around uh, Tomogamy area. Right. But uh, we've all since sold our boats because, you know, they were sitting in the driveways costing us money and not doing too much with our with our summer schedule. So, you know, we go to we go to Turkey Point, you know, we'll go to Sammy D, uh, Sammy de Champlain Park and do some front country. But for the most part, uh, you know, that's one weekend out of a year or a week out of the out of a summer. All the rest is, yeah, Dennis getting into the backcountry. Got this past summer, I had four trips I got in. Sweet. Which uh, they weren't, one one was an eight day, and then there was a, a couple of four days, and then just a, a weekender, right? A three-day weekend. Uh, but every chance I get, I live in Southern Ontario. So for me to get to Barrie is uh, almost two and a half, three hour drive. Right. And that, that's right. not even North yet. To, you know, North doesn't start for me until I hit Sudbury or North Bay and then start traveling North from there. So right. it's, that's the hard part for me is the travel. Yeah. I wish I lived up North. When's teleportation going to happen? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need that. We got to make that happen. Pamela. <laughs> it has to be a big one because my canoe needs to fit on the platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Do you want to well, go into I wanted to go way back to 1984, uh, mm-hmm. where it all started. Because <laughs> you'd written on your on your website about how you went out with a buddy to near Tomogamy with an old rented heavy aluminum canoe yeah. uh, it, that leaked and it was bad weather and you were overloaded with heavy gear and coolers and there was black flies and mosquitoes that you could cut through with a knife. You had yeah. no water filtration and and you had an old Boy Scout pump tent with your feet stuck out <laughs> the end of it, but you fell in love with it and decided to keep doing it. You so, know, every word of that is true. <laughs> just, 100% I thought that true. was hilarious. You remember those old pop tents? Uh, they sold them at Canadian Tire, had two poles I, and this triangle tent, right? I have one downstairs still. Thomas and I, <laughs> Thomas and I did did a week in Kawartha Highlands and I I, I'm keeping the the tent just because we will never do that again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And like I'm six foot one and a half. Right. And I think they're built for people that are around maybe five foot six. Uh, You put your, your your sleeping bag in there, which uh, was a big, huge old Coleman thing there. And yeah, man, it was, we, we were so ill-equipped for that, for that uh, canoe trip uh, for first time going back country that, uh, I look back on it now and it's, <laughs> that'll never happen again. <laughs> that'll never happen again. But yeah, you know, what do you drink for water? We brought like two liter pop bottles of water, or like, you know, or, wow. or, or the like a jug of water. And, and you, you know, that. You're, you're, you're on this big pristine lake, right? And it's like, you're afraid to drink the water because you think you're going to get sick because there's bugs in it or something. It's like, by the end of the week, we we're just scooping and drinking, right? And hoping that we didn't get uh, <laughs> hoping for the best, for the best yeah, or anything else, right? But uh, yeah, things have come a long way from that point. You know, carrying our, our, our food was in a, a big Coleman cooler, and I'm not talking one of them plastic ones. Remember the metal Coleman coolers? They were uh, like the steel outer and stuff, <laughs> the light blue ones. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mom and dad lent that to me. I broke the hinges on it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> 
but uh <laughs> yeah we're loaded up with hot dogs and steaks and like you know cans of cans of soup and it's like you gotta be kidding me man. portage i gotta carry that over a portage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nowadays I make it as light as possible, and like my, my buddies still tell me nowadays they call my backpack Big Red. Got one of those old Ostrom, like one of the original Ostrom uh, back canoe packs from like twenty years ago or or more even. Yeah, I, I I'm not afraid to carry the gear if I can carry it, but uh, yeah, it's it's lighter than then, but it's still heavy by today's standards. <laughs> That's, so. Yeah. Well, and they say, what is it, that the worst decisions make the best stories. So it sounds like, <laughs> sounds like that was full of good stories. I, I've got, I've got, I've got canoe trips that I hardly, hardly remember. And that's because they just went smooth. It was smooth sailing, right. like start to finish, right? Ones I'm going to have to go back maybe and redo because I guess without a little drama in the, in the canoe trip, uh, I want to remember them. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so this one sounds memorable. Yeah, <laughs> that that was, and I could tell you, I, I still go to that same area uh, to this day. Um, I, I was actually there this summer. Uh, me and a buddy went up there, and that's uh, I tell everybody about Tilden Lake, north of North Bay, just below Tomogamy, and uh, it's a nice little five lake chain up there. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Kevin. I like to share. I, I like to make sure canoe routes get used and, and not abused, but used and you know, to, to carry it on so that uh, we don't lose it type of thing. But that Tilden Lake area to me is a uh, kind of a magical area. And it's what got me going on the Tomogamy area and, and the whole Hap Wilson thing. Right. So cool. That's well, it's like, that's a perfect learning experience. Now, you know how to not do it. So exactly. let's go out again and we'll see if we can do it a little bit better this time. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. all learning. Yeah. Fine. Can I tell you a funny little story about that? Absolutely. We love than what you've already heard. So I, I, we mentioned that the mosquitoes were bad. Well, the mosquitoes were so bad. Like, I think it's even to this day, I don't think I've experienced mosquitoes as thick as they were there. And we didn't know what to do, but we always heard, you know, you get a really smoky fire going and that's going to keep them down. Right. But it was like, you know, either thick mosquitoes or, or thick smoke. Well, we had both because the thick smoke didn't scare the, <laughs> the mosquitoes away. And we were getting eaten alive. We were coughing and choking from the smoke. Finally, you know, you crawl into your pup tent, which, by the way, pup tents didn't have zippers on them. They had like two or three strings on the end that, that you, you actually tied, tied the doors closed. Yeah. And that didn't keep the bugs out because it was all open at the bottom, right? So it was it was horrible mess. It was horrible. No mosquito nets or bug jackets back then either. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i can so picture it man <laughs> oh yeah i try to personally i we the way that we plan our trips the way that i plan our trips is i make a point of i just don't do spring i it, it will drive me crazy and i'm used to the young lady being the magnet for mosquitoes so she she doesn't she doesn't go out for it so no. yeah yeah, they love me. Yep, yeah. which means I don't get bit so much, but then she's pretty unhappy, so <laughs> it's not really a winning situation. <laughs> For me, mosquitoes, the worst part of mosquitoes is the buzzing in my ears. If they're yeah. on me and they're, they they get on my they get on me and I got to swat them off or pop them out, I, I don't mind that. It's that buzzing, that buzzing in your ear, right? It's like, when oh. you're trying to sleep at night, especially yeah. if there's one yeah. in the tent and it's just... That's all it takes is one, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I get these big red itchy welts that drive me crazy for a week afterwards. So that's why I really don't enjoy them. 
my son in laws like that. He looks like a pin cushion after any canoe that's trip it. or oh, camping yeah. trip. Yeah. 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 The mosquito flies by and me breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets near. That's excellent. Okay. So, so son in laws, uh, when you, when you do your tripping, is it with, with buddies? Do you, do you take, do you, do you do tripping with the son-in-law, daughters, all that sort of jazz? How does that, who, do you care who you take? Do you plan it differently for different people? What? Uh, you know what? Not so many of my family members uh, partake in this. It's, I'm almost like a soloist when it comes to this type of thing. Uh, my my wife has been on a couple of trips with me, but not for a long time. We had a bad experience one year and uh, she says she prefer not. She prefer the holiday and um, my son-in-laws, um, uh, I'm trying to get them out on a trip and that'll probably happen this summer for the first time there again, they, they see some of the crap I go through and, uh, I think, I think it intimidates them a bit, but I think once they get out there like me on my first time, that bad trip, you know, get them out there to experience it. And then the, the, the tune might change a little bit. Right. So most of my, my canoeing is either, uh, uh, with buddies. I got a, a long time canoe partner my buddy jay him and i've paddled together for well over 20 25 years like you know we've been going consistently every august our big canoe trip uh haven't missed a year yet and he and i used to work together uh back in the factory days and he's maintained and you know his he's got a son now that's the same age as my youngest daughter and he comes on the trips with us and yeah so it, it's a good time we get great shared experiences with buddies. Uh, I've been doing a lot of paddling with the guys from kid products, as you know, uh, they've gotten to be pretty good friends of mine as well. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun getting out there and experiencing the backcountry with my buddies. I'd love to have my family come out with us, but I'm not going to force anybody to do something that they don't want to do. I'm getting the evil eye here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim. I hope I don't get you in that's, trouble. That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm pretty used to it. <laughs> well, and you mentioned too that you like to eat well while you're while you're backcountry camping. Yep. So, uh, are you like into cooking generally, or do you do dehydrated food? Do you take prepackaged meals on your own, or what? How do you how do you manage that? It's a you know what it's a it's a little bit of both. I've uh, I've always uh, been uh, I guess called a camp cook. Uh, I that way there I know what I'm eating, but over the last few years. Uh, and through watching YouTube videos and all these guys getting out and tripping together, like, you know, these collaboration videos, I started realizing that, you know, these guys are going out there and they're all responsible for their own meals. So I, I, I trying to convince the guys I canoe with, Hey man, like let's do our own meals. You get to eat what you want as much as you want, you know, however you want to prepare it. And it, it really takes the uh, load off of one single person cooking every single meal. Right. To me, that I, I enjoy cooking. We could even say to do, you know, you cook one day and you cook another day and you cook another day and you surprise everybody with whatever you want your meal to be. That works out well. That works out well. That way, there the it's all shared, eh? But yeah, I, I I'll do either or. You know, either prepared meals. Uh, I, I I like my freeze dried meals now. They're really starting to grow on me as they're getting better. They they're tasting better. The quality of the food is a lot better. You know, a lot of them are a lot less salts and stuff like that. Right. You know, you can only carry so much fresh into the back crunch. Well, I guess you can carry all you want, but trying to maintain fresh food uh, for a long period of time is a little difficult. But you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a mishmash of everything, uh, freeze dried, dehydrated, fresh, and 
hopefully not having to cook every meal for everybody. I <clears throat> I solved that portion of it by simply only tripping with Thomas. So it's just two of us and yep. I, we dehydrate for, you know, how, whatever months beforehand. And, uh, I, I, I cook at home. I seem to cook on the road as well, or on the, on the water as well. So yeah, and um, Thomas probably loves that. <laughs> he doesn't seem to complain any. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He eats a lot of it. He eats a lot of it. <laughs> oh, mackerel. Um, yeah, you, you, you've said that he's a strapping young lad. lad so yeah. I can imagine that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you might, you might get to meet him at the uh, outdoor show. We're going to one, I'm going to go Saturday and Sunday. Pamela's going to come, I think probably Sunday and Thomas will probably come with me on Saturday. So mm. Yeah, he's 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 this big around, which is skinny little turd, um, and they're the ones and, that eat the most. And six six two and two hollow legs, like it's just yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, on that note, the Kevin rides uh, backcountry eats. If you don't yes. have it, get it. The, uh, I got it. Okay, yeah, cool. It's it's great. Like I, we we've done. I've I've done my own sort of whatever. Not necessarily recipes so much as I you know dehydrate different ingredients and then throw them together at into a, into a dehydrated soup or whatever. I've tried to do ground beef before and it's been just, just terrible. Just like, just gravel, flavorless, doesn't rehydrate, doesn't do anything. He, he, his, his technique of boiling it, it, we put it together with a meal. This is this past, this past summer is the first time we've actually, I've, I've done one of his recipes and it was it was fantastic. It was awesome. So it's like, oh, we can have really good tasting stuff too. That's how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kevin, Kevin uh, did a really good job on that book. He uh, he did a lot of research into it, or put a lot of research and thought into it. He's been on the show on Canoe Hounds Outdoor Adventure show a few times. Uh, him and also Michaela Ferguson, who has a small cookbook out as well. And everybody always loves uh, talking recipes and dehydrating with uh, with Kevin because, like I say, he has put in that much research into it. Fantastic book. If anybody out there hasn't picked one up, by all means, uh, get out there and support it. It's it's readily available. So, yeah, and it's big. Like that's a lot of recipes, man. So yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like a you know you'll you'll use it up in one trip or anything like that. You've got there's years and years and years, and and you'll go back and do some of them again for sure, just because they're that good. So. Sure. I, well, I could give you a quick little tippy yep. there too on uh, on the ground beef is sometimes I won't even use the ground beef. I'll use the um, dehydrated black beans and they, and it's a, it's a black bean recipe. Um, trying to think of the company that makes it. Oh gosh. But uh, they, they make like this, this mixture. It's uh, all dried and you could rehydrate it, turn it into patties. You could put it into sauces or, or whatever. It could be soup fillers. And it's, it's almost like having ground beef in there. You wouldn't really notice it when it's mixed and mingled with all the other flavors. Right. So, yeah. Cool. I'll have to look out for that. Mostly I'm, I'm still ecstatic about the fact that ground beef works in the countries. Yeah. Go Kevin. (laughs) I got a few jars of it downstairs. I got to start using it before it does go rancid on me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and speaking of canoe hound, Uh where did that name come from or how did, how did you get dubbed canoe hound? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it started, uh, back in the back country. My dad used to come canoeing with us and my dad would, uh, every morning, my, my dad's a real character. He'd get out there in the back country and he'd wake up in the morning and he'd do this big Tarzan yell pounding his chest by the lakeside. Right. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, since my, my dad, uh, he had, he's not in the best of health, but, uh, he, he hasn't been tripping with us for quite a few years. So, 
I, I tried doing that one time. Hey, uh, you know, my dad was a big influence on me. It's like, I was like, I'm out of water uh, in the morning. And the guy said, would you shut up? Can you out? And it kind of stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it was a pretty neat nickname. And uh, yeah, my buddies call me that. And we've all, all uh, taken on most of our, like our canoe party have taken on, as we call it in the back country, back in the days when it was appropriate, but we all, we've all taken on run, uh, Indian names, right? So like the, the one young fellow, we call him running water. Cause it's like, Oh, and want to get some water. Right? And he'd always get the bucket, go down to the water. So we call him running water. Right. Just, uh, you know, all, all these different names for each, each guy. And, uh, it's, uh, some of them stuck. Some of them really didn't, uh, the, the name for my buddy's dog, I can't say it, but, uh, little effer was, uh, his, his <laughs> he, he used to come into the kitchen when we'd batter our well, the kitchen, outdoor kitchen, we'd batter our fish, put it on top of our pail, ready to fry it up. And he'd come in and he'd still want to take off. So it's always, get out of the kitchen. Little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much to Dennis Rogers for joining us today from Canoe Hounds Outdoor Adventure Show. We so appreciate your time and energy and, and stories for being here. I'm Pamela. I'm Tim. We are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we're on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Please do reach out to us on all the social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. We would love more followers on our YouTube channel. Our, our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.